From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Welcome to the Anxiety Project Podcast. This one is number 68 and I'm your host Brad Robinson here with you today. This podcast is on the power of your anxiety tool belt. Before I get into the tool belt, I want to just mention my recovery program briefly. On my website at unpluganxiety.com, you will find my recovery program and this CBT and NLP based program is designed to help you overcome your anxiety step by step. There's a Know Your Brain audiobook that describes the anxiety systems in detail but simplified so that you get to recognize and understand why you're experiencing anxiety, what's going on inside the brain, and how can you work with your anxiety systems to actually overcome anxiety naturally. And then there's a main section of audios that helps you systematically desensitize yourself to the world around you step by step. How can you overcome anxiety? And that's all laid out in that main section. And then there's a workbook, there's a journal, there's also meditation exercises, releasing trauma exercises that lightens the load, that releases those repressed memories completely, lightening your body, making you more healthier mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Go check that out now. All the details are on my website at unpluganxiety.com. Okay, let's dive in to the tool belt, the anxiety tool belt. Now, this tool belt is composed of all these techniques that help you to reduce your anxiety, to be more mentally fit spiritually fit, physically fit, emotionally fit. So what are these tools? What are these habits? Well, these tools are habits, right? And so when I introduced all of these new habits into my life, such as having the right posture, meditating every day, exercising regularly, listening to binaural beats when I go to bed, listening to self-help podcasts, journaling every day, watching less TV, engaging in breathing exercises regularly throughout the day. These habits move me away from my old anxious self. These are the tools that anxiety sufferers need to develop in order to get to a higher place, into a better place, to overcome anxiety naturally. And I'm sure you can relate to this. I was never taught 
how to deal with the chaos of life by my parents or in school, especially in the Western world where I live, we're not taught how to deal with the death of a loved one, how to handle the chaos life always brings. And so I used to, and most people do, turn to quick band-aids, such as reassurance-seeking, alcohol, weed, junk foods, hanging out with negative friends, and just living that Peter Pan lifestyle, you know, not wanting to take on any responsibilities. Just, I'm safe here in and on Pleasure Island, right? So I was living that Peter Pan lifestyle. And so let's talk about Peter Pan for a moment, right? He's the king of the lost boys on Pleasure Island, so to speak, right? He's king of the lost boys. He doesn't want to grow up because the only adult he knows is Captain Hook. And Captain Hook is a tyrant. He's a tyrant. He's being chased by the crocodile with a clock in its mouth. So Captain Hook is being chased by time. And the crocodile has a piece of him already. And so... Of course, of course the tyrant is being chased by time. Of course the tyrant has lost something to the 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 time, right? And and time is always that pressure. But also, why would Peter Pan want to grow up to be like Captain Hook? Obviously, no. So he stays king of the lost boys on Pleasure Island. And Wendy, she wants to grow up and have children, but Peter Pan doesn't want to grow up, doesn't want to take on that responsibility, doesn't want to start a family. Because why does he want to grow up to be like Captain Hook, the only adult he knows? So I was living that Peter Pan lifestyle. I was looking up to people who rebelled against society like Nirvana, like these uh, movies that promote uh, chaotic and and pleasurable lifestyles, uh, like a TV show I used to watch called Californication. He lived this childish lifestyle, always having sex and never really taking on responsibilities, always filling the void. So I looked up to these kinds of people. My best friend at the time, he was living this pleasurable Peter Pan lifestyle. We didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to grow up. I didn't want to take on the responsibility. That was too scary for me. It's painful to take on that responsibility. Just like Peter Pan, it's painful to to take on that responsibility. Why do I want to grow up to be like Captain Hook? But I was looking up to the wrong people. I was looking at the world 
through a narrow lens. So I had to move away from being dependent to being independent. Anxiety sufferers are very dependent. So I had to I had to change my ways. I I couldn't rely on the world to change anymore. I had to change. I had to change. I couldn't rely on my family to keep me emotionally safe anymore. I couldn't keep relying on my negative friends for escapism. Pleasure Island. I was living on that island for too long. My body was continuously in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. And my body was telling me something. My body was calling out for help through panic attacks, through night terrors, through uncomfortable sensations. But what do most anxiety sufferers do? They repress the sensations and those feelings and then the body screams out more and more. Anxiety sufferers get stuck in this hole because it becomes what's most familiar. I always say, you've been practicing anxiety. Well, the more you practice anxiety, the more comfortable you become in that state. You get used to that pain. You get used to that chaos. So when you start to improve your life, you're met with that resistance. So people get into an unconscious routine of reacting emotionally towards those bodily sensations. And this keeps people close for reassurance. So you might have your family close to you for reassurance. You may have your loved one close to you for reassurance. And also, you may be putting band-aids on your challenges rather than facing them. And so it's like the baby dragon analogy. If you avoid the baby dragon, if you don't slay that baby dragon, what happens? You go back to the village and then you live your life. And then all of a sudden that, that baby is an adult. And then the, the adult comes down and destroys the whole village. It's too late. The baby is an adult. It's never too late because you can always slay that adult dragon, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be more difficult. So slay the baby dragon once it's a baby. Because when it's, when it's an adult, it's going to be extremely hard. And that's what happened to me. My anxiety got so out of control that it was way more difficult to deal with it when my anxiety was at a level 10 constantly, weekly, monthly. But if I knew the tools and techniques that I do now at the beginning, I would have slayed that dragon immediately. And now that I have all of these tools and techniques on my tool belt, I whenever something challenging comes my way now, I know exactly how to deal with it the right 
way. So for me, it first started with a paradigm shift, that aha moment. When I was suffering from extreme anxiety, I was looking at the world through a peephole. I was living in my own bubble. But something happened. That paradigm shift happened when I stumbled upon YouTube videos of people who talk about anxiety, health anxiety, and why we get health anxiety, why health anxiety comes about and what we can do about it. Once I took a step out of my bubble and watched these videos, I all of a sudden had that aha moment. I started to see the picture in a whole new light, the other side of the coin. And so when these YouTubers talked about the anxiety system, the sensations, why we get health anxiety, the habits we do with health anxiety, I couldn't believe it. It's like my whole world shifted because I was continuously believing that I had health issues. I was believing every day that I was mentally ill, that I was going insane. I believed that I was never going to change, that there was no way out. But once I took that step out of that bubble, what happened? A paradigm shift happened. That aha moment happened. And so I was going around and around and around and around in my own little circle before I had this paradigm shift. And all I had to do was peek out of this circle, step, dip my toe out into unfamiliar water to find the answers. And so that's what happened. I found the answers. And so I had to develop going forward my own tool belt in order to handle the chaos that was surrounding me rather than being dependent on those negative band-aids I mentioned earlier, you know, reassurance seeking, those negative friends, staying in your safe zone, marijuana, alcohol, TV, video games. We all have our band-aids. Some people have different band-aids than other people. And some and most people have the same band-aids, especially ones who are going through anxiety. So these tools that I'm going to mention are important for handling anxiety and they are important for handling the chaos. And so engaging in these new habits daily, they made me more disciplined. I was never a disciplined person. I was very chaotic. I got up at different times each morning. I didn't have a routine. I ate whatever was in the cupboard, not caring the nutrition about the nutritional value. I was just avoiding work responsibility because I found that to be quite daunting. 
and challenging. So when I introduced these new habits, when I started my anxiety recovery, I became tougher, more disciplined. And so I want to give you an example of this. When I was accepted into the camera trainee program, which is, which is in the camera department on movie sets. I wanted to work in the movie industry. And so I decided going through my anxiety recovery that, you know what, I'm going to work hard and get into that trainee program. I want to do this because I've been avoiding it. So starting my anxiety recovery, I was then facing the challenges I was avoiding. So I got in, which is great. And then I started to work on new productions. Now, I was still going through my anxiety recovery, but I also began to engage in new habits daily that were that was helping me in my recovery. So once I started to work as a trainee, I was starting my mornings off with a morning routine. Even though I was working 16-hour days, I knew that these tools, these habits were important for me to tackle the day because it was challenging for me. I was filled with anxiety. I didn't know what to expect at work. I was afraid of not doing a good job. I was afraid of not performing properly because I was lacking sleep. I was afraid of what was to come, whether I was going to get there late or or whatnot. So I started to implement and continue implementing these habits daily to prepare myself for the day. So I would get up in the morning, I would meditate, I would write in a journal, I would visualize how I want the day to go. And so once I did this routine every morning, I felt better at work. I started to manifest what I wanted through that manifestation meditation I would do every morning. I unconsciously started to act out the part I was imagining. And so I was able to tackle the challenges better because after that meditation session, I felt more relaxed. I felt more confident. I felt like, you know what? I can actually tackle the challenges today. And so this made me more confident, made me more disciplined. It made me tougher and braver. Not avoiding the challenges made me braver. So to successfully ingrain a new habit, it takes 21 days. So persistence and consistent practice is key. Also, how badly do you want to change? It's so easy to fall back into old patterns. I wanted to change so badly. I wanted to change so badly. So when I first started these techniques, such as the meditations, the, the consistent 
sleep and wake times, the journaling. When I started these new habits, I was met with cognitive dissonance, which means just because it feels wrong doesn't mean it's wrong. Cognitive dissonance is thinking, feeling, and behaving differently from what you're used to. So I never used to do these habits before. My old self never used to do this. But when I started to do this, what happened? I was met with that resistance that, oh, you know, like, what are you doing, Brad? You, uh, You know, this feels strange. You know, it's hard to do this every day consistently. It's hard. But the thing is, I wanted to change so badly that I was willing to undergo that resistance, that pain. You have to go through that pain in order to change. I became so motivated to change because I asked myself, what would my life be like a year from now if I didn't change my ways? I asked myself that question and came up with a horrifying answer. It was horrifying. I didn't want to be this way in a year. It was scary, that thought. So I knew that the only way forward was to challenge myself and push through this pain. These tools are important for your anxiety recovery. When I was on break, working those 16-hour days on those film sets, they were challenging, exhausting. And so on my break, I would take out a tool from my tool belt. I would meditate on my break. I would spend time with myself writing in my journal. Instead of hanging out with the crew on my break, I knew that I needed to give back to myself because the days were so long and draining that I knew I had to meditate and give back to myself on my break so that after my break, the rest of the day will be better, right? I, 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 I wanted to make the best out of the day. I wanted to prove my old self wrong. I knew that meditation is a key factor in lessening my anxiety, getting myself into the present moment, recharging my batteries. So meditation was a huge tool in my tool belt. I would do this all the time. Every day on my break, I would meditate. This was an important tool for me. I knew that meditation is helping me on all areas of my life. And so it's not just meditation, it's avoiding certain foods while I'm on set because being on a movie set, you're going to get a lot of junk food. So I I started to eat healthy. That that's that's a tool. That's a discipline. That's a discipline. Also, the journaling is discipline. These are all tools. Being on my phone less during the day is a tool. That's discipline. I had a lot of tools developing during my anxiety recovery. 
So it's important that you develop these tools one by one. It takes 21 days to ingrain a habit, but start now. Start introducing these tools and do them every day. A routine helps you. A routine helps you. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. But first, before I leave you, I just want to talk about a quote and, and say a quote here from John C. Maxwell. To do well at a few things, give up many things. A very powerful quote. And use this podcast in your tool belt. Podcasts was another tool I used. I was listening to self-help podcasts all the time, every day, while I was working on movie sets. Well, not during my work, but on my breaks and before I arrived on set, when I drove there, I would listen to self-help podcasts. That's another important tool for your tool belt. So use this podcast as a tool. Re-listen to the episodes over and over and over again so that this information becomes ingrained within your unconscious mind. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.